Push it out, not to make a hard rock smile. <laughs>
Islam Hotel Shalom Assalamu alaikum I want to welcome everyone To another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio Of course I am your host Ramiel Ilbay Tonight we have a very very Special topic That we are going to deal with It is Conscious And single the epidemic. Before we get to that, you know, we want to make a couple of announcements. Uh, as a reminder, you have the uh, the Great Seal Study classes that actually go on. Uh, one being in the Sacramento area, which will resume. Um, I think it is in January. That's held biweekly uh, by Brother Hakeem. Um, to get on the mailing list, um, you can send an email to northgatebay at gmail.com, northgatebay at gmail.com. Those classes will resume more than likely in January. Brother Akeem was dealing with a few uh, or, or an illness. Um, and so I think he's back on his feet. So we also want to wish and send him positive vibrations and um, of love and, and healing. Uh, we also have the uh, Order of the Great Seal study class that takes place in the Oakland, San Francisco territory every Thursday um, at 7 p.m. at 3100 Telegraph at Samuel Merritt University. And if you are not in the area, you can view the class uh, via YouTube and participate um, by subscribing to Moab Bay, M-O-A-B Bay. In January, we will be starting um, starting the curriculum for the study class o- over again. Understand that these study classes are really a way to get the information uh, into the uh, public forum, get the information to the people who are in the public. We know that right now our children um, are being murdered and assassinated in the streets constantly. Um, And as the old saying goes, our people perish for the lack of knowledge. And so 
we have to um, be more purposeful in the things that we're doing, and that is what these classes are designed for. So they're open to the public where we're discussing law, we're dealing with history, we're dealing with ancient spiritual practices, um, Islam, you know, and uh, which is going to take you back to cosmology, cosmology, zodiacus, uh, mathematics, vibration, all of those things. So this is what we're dealing with in the class. Um, in January, renowned royalty and Moore's directory, um, Sister um, Sharif L will be um, collaborating with us to get the information even broader into the public um, public venue. So for those who are around the country, you will be able to be a part of the curriculum and be able to be certified um, to teach or just have gotten a, um, a degree that is noticed and understood within the conscious community or um, the Moorish American community itself as someone who can teach the same information. The reason for these accreditations is because we want to uh, bring an end to people teaching really what they don't know and attempting to persuade people with false rhetoric and information. So we've taken time to get a, a curriculum base going ourselves that allows us to accreditate, accredit those who go through the schooling so that when people are newly coming into um, the so-called conscious community or uh, understanding their Moorish uh, history, you can actually know who you can talk to instead of just bumping into people who are telling you they're studying but they actually haven't studied with a master teacher um, or any teacher because maybe one's not in their territory. So you have the chance to now become that teacher by going to school yourself to learn um, these things. The first thing we will be studying in January is the uh, Quran of the uh, Morris Holy Temple of Science, and then we will go into the Constitution, then we will go into the Moorish Divine National Movement, then we will go into treaty law, nationality, and, and on each one of those um, will have their own credit. Accreditation. So the current cost of the testing uh, will be 50 notes. So the schooling is free. The testing is where you'll pay um, 50. If you want to be certified as a teacher, you'll pay 70. So the, the cost is extremely low and reasonable so that everyone can uh, get a chance to test get the accreditation, get those things so that, you know, we can get the information out. Um, also, um, final reminder, to support um, Maureen and more Unity Clothing, uh, you can go to squareup.com forward slash store, and then you type in, you type in more dash unity dash clothing for more unity clothing and for Maureen clothing same web address your last forward slash you type in Maureen M-O-O-R-E-E-N dash clothing uh, support support our own you know we're taking clothing you know clothing and apparel to a whole new level 
bringing in polos, thermos, women's dresses, all these things um, so that when you all have the ability to walk out the door representing your own culture and taking it back from Albion's who've been stealing and pillaging our people, our ideas and our ways of life, giving you a chance, again, to support and represent yourself and your own. <clears throat> With that, the reason for this show is because I began to notice something probably about a little bit over a year ago, that there was a lot of people online uh, within the communities when you're out and about who you find that are single and have been single for a long, you know, quite a bit of time. And this seems to have been something that was somewhat of an epidemic. Most of the people that I've spoken with have been single um, for years or have found themselves in and out of um, relationships constantly uh, with people who are supposed to be conscious or awake or people who they're finding that they're attempting to date people who maybe are not and they're finding uh, themselves to once again be single. You're also finding that a lot of sisters, um, you know, will talk about the fact that they're getting these crazy inboxes uh, from men within the so-called conscious community. And, of course, we're using conscious community as an umbrella term um, to denote all those who consider themselves awakened in any degree, whether you uh, are Pan-Africanist, whether you are Moorish American, um, whatever that degree of your angle of information may be. It seems to um, carry over no matter um, which school of thought that you go into. And one of the things that we know um, is that a nation can rise no higher than its woman. That if you want to see the state of the nation, you simply look at the condition of the woman. It is that simple. You look at the condition of the woman, and that will literally tell you the condition of that nation. So as we as we look into uh, the community of those who are considered to be conscious, we find that a good number of the women are not spoken for or cared for or taken care of. And so that also is going to tell you the current direction and the current condition of this said conscious community. How conscious can the community be when the reverence and respect for the womb and the mother is really not where it's supposed to be? Or where the reverence and respect for the masculine energy, the man, is not where it needs to be also because it actually goes on both sides. The prophet, Prophet Nobujuwali, on his on the picture you will see that many of you know what I'm speaking of. He's holding the woman in his arms, with one foot in the water and one foot um, on the rock or the ground. And you will see that humanity 
is written on her womb. You will see that there's nine drops of water or nine perforations and 13 perforations uh, on the picture dropping off of her forehead, representing a respect and an understanding of the, of the science of the nine and the science of the 13. And those of us who study, those of us who, who know, um, understand that the science of the nine is going back to the time spent in the womb, gathering the energies, the planetary energies that become your constitution, and though, and then the science of the 13 being the cycle of the woman that happens every 28 days, 13 times a year, which in the beginning was the first uh, moon, a lunar calendar, or what the moon and lunar calendar was based off of, which is now called a woman's ministration or her period, being the foundation of uh, and the mathematical calculations that become the foundation of timekeeping on the planet. And so from an ancient perspective, we know that every personification of nature that will go on later to be falsely classified as gods in ancient Kupta, which is now known as Egypt, or whether we're talking about Maruk, which is now known as Ethiopia, or Amexum, which is now known as America, or Europa, which is now known as Europe, or Manchuria, which is now known as Asia. No matter any of those lands you go to, the oldest representations or deifications of nature are personified with women's statues or venerations of women, usually being very well endowed and healthy, showing prosperity and growth. So there's a, a balancing act that we have to know have to know. Most of your conscious community at this point is driven by masculine energy. Anywhere you go, most of the time it's a man speaking. We're off balance right now. And what we want to do with this show is actually give some sisters a chance to speak um, on the panel about some of the things that they've done or, or gone through in attempting to um, find a mate or be a part of the dating pool um, where they're dealing with men who are conscious, uh, unconscious, as, as they will be called. So we're going to open up, and if you are part of the panel, uh, go ahead and push one. Um, Mr. Diamond, I already got you in the queue, so you're good. Yes, um, sir. But we're going, going to start with um, Sister Reese's Lamsif. Um, hey, and we're going, hey, I want you to introduce yourself, introduce yourself, and um, then uh, one, we want to know how long you've been studying um, and conscious within the information, so that we can kind of chart your um, chart your travel, you know, with this mm-hmm. issue, and then flow, flow on into, you know, pick one thing that you would want to. Uh, bring out, and then I'm going to ask other questions when all when all three of you all are on the line. The ticket incident that you want to talk about that kind of personifies uh, what we'll call the struggle of uh, trying to pair 
you know, with masculine energy. So I yield the floor. The epidemic. Uh, so now the floor is yours, sis. Uh, peace. Again, uh, thank you for opening up um, for opening up your platform to me. Um, I am Sharice L. Um, I'm in the New York Republic, Bronx Territory, out here, Northwest of Mexico. Um, I, became, I became conscious to my Moorish heritage back in 2013, and I didn't really study it or take it serious until 2014, like the middle 2014 when I hit my 25th birthday and I got into like a car accident that really like I shouldn't have walked away from alive, you know? (laughs) It was one of those like kind of um, situations that really make you want to look at yourself from a perspective of like what what is it that you're doing? What are you doing with your life? Where are you going? You know what I mean? You start asking yourself that kind of question. And um again, you know, I I just dove in. Um I then look back, you know, I started getting in contact with um certain Moors who um claimed that they knew the information um, claimed that they understood and was adept for years with this information. And um, it's like the crazy thing about running into people, um, you can really only take them by face value, you know? It's like you really have to give them a chance in order to really know if they're worthy of your time or your energy or whatever the case may be. And again, just coming into this information, you want to connect, you want to socialize, you know what I mean? You want to start up those study groups and really into what it is that we've been missing out on for how many generations, you know? But um, again, it, it, it just becomes that risk that people have to take. So, you know, um, I got into um, a relationship with Amor that was he claimed to be 20 years adept into this information, right? He claimed that he was in the adept chamber with Abdullah. You know, some people know know him, um, the master etymologist, um, Abdullah Tayyip Mosley Bay. Like he said, he claimed that he was studying with him. You know, so just to think on the level of intelligence that I was dealing with, or I I presume that I was dealing with, in in um, getting to know this more and getting closer to him, you know. Um, This was predominantly last year that we used to get to know each other. It was eight to nine months uh, after I knew him that we started to get more intimate and wanted to know more of each other. And so we started to spend more time together. And um, it's like within that, that's when um, you really start to get to know someone. You know, you're really able to see them for who they are, waking up to them, um, you know, kind of feeling out their energy throughout the whole day. Um, You really get to see, you know, the individual 360 degrees, you know, and um, it just became a really bad, a really bad situation. Um, I'm not sure how far you may want me to disclose, but or I'm able to disclose, but 
it's it's it was just a bad situation where it's like I jeopardized my life with a fool at the end of the day. And I don't want it so that when other women coming into this information, you know, they they hear certain things from these moors, you know, these male moors out here. And I don't mean to be, uh, it may seem biased, you know, because I am speaking up for the females at this particular moment. You know, I won't, I'm not going to shy away from that. And no, I'm not speaking as a feminist, you know. Some people kind of want to label Islam. you for that. But Islam? Islam, sis. I just want to go back to to your question. You can go into some of the slight details as you see fit. We just will not be using anyone's names as, as the individual that we're, we're speaking about if they're not um, here to defend themselves. But it's whatever small gotcha. details or whatever you want to go into, that's okay. Uh, gotcha. Islam. Okay. <clears throat> but again, um, I'm, I am speaking from a stance of being a female more in this movement, wanting to connect with my family. And when I say my family, I'm speaking about those who are at a conscious degree where they know that we are of one blood. We are of Mother Earth. We are of the ultimate cosmos. And... um there's some work that we need to do because our babies are dying out here. You know what I mean? There's some things that need to be put on the table and really be changed and shifted so that we can have a chance of survival. You know what I mean? Because there is this misconception that earth can't survive without us. You know, like mother earth doesn't need us. Look at all, all the other, um, species that have existed how many billions of years ago that have come and gone you know and I don't mean to I know it may sound like I'm drifting off too far but this is a reality that we're facing you know we're dealing with so many things on so many levels that it's like we're committing self-genocide at this point so this epidemic that you know Grand Sheik Ramiel you're putting on the table where we have to like find that commonplace where we can really get to know each other again, like female to male. We really need to <laughs> reintroduce ourselves to each other. It's funny. But, um, you know, just going back on the more that I was speaking about and how I stated that I was jeopardizing my life at the full, there were signs that I saw that um, in my naivety, I ignored. And Anytime you ignore your righteous mind, you will pay for it. I mean, that's I've, <laughs> I think I've done it enough times to where I can say that that's a true statistic. Anytime you do not follow your righteous mind, you will you will pay for it one way or the other. There's always signs somewhere warning you, showing you something like, okay, it's not right. Like, get out. You know what I mean? Like, just leave that alone. Don't deal with it, you know? But for whatever reason... We ignore it and we we continue to pursue something that innately we, we know it's, it's, it's against our best wishes, it's against our best interests. And um, that's what I did. And so I pay for that dearly to the point where, you know, the more we got into a physical altercation, 
and I got brushed up. I got brushed up really badly. And I'm not going to play the ultimate victim. I said some things that really pushed him to a level of anger. But again, I will state this till the cows come home. I never put my hands on him. So I don't care what I said. He had no right to put his hands on me. But, you know, it just, it really got into a bad scene. And I ended up black and blue you know, black eye, all of that. I posted it up on Facebook as a forewarning to other females, like to just beware of him, to be like, stay clear of this man. You know what I mean? And um, I got some backlash from the community that really surprised me. I wasn't expecting... um, not having anyone reach out to me or to want to help me, you know? And then it's like you really start to see how you got to handle your own affairs. You really have to understand how this nation really operates, the governmental aspects of it really operates, and how there are things that we really got to do. It really woke me up to say, like, okay, you know what? I have to change this because for me to be in a situation like that and I felt like I didn't have someone that I can go to, it messed me up bad. And I mean that, like, mentally where I felt that I didn't I didn't think I could trust another more after what happened to me. And so it took a lot of meditation took a lot of courage really to come back out publicly and still stand on what I know to be the truth, which is that not all Moors act and operate the way that he did. Like not all Moors are liars and just, Casanova types out here who would just say certain verses out the Quran and pick up girls as if, you know, they're really about this information. Not all Moors operate like that. It took me a minute to register back in my mind, you know. But with everything now where I'm at, like the place where I'm at now, it's like however which way I got to present myself, how I have to learn because, I mean, there are things on my end. Like, I mean, I'm as, and again, I'm speaking as a Moorish female. There are things on my end that I see as a female that I have to correct, you know, in dealing with more men. So it's like critique, I'm definitely open to that. But not everybody, the real argument, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm... Um, stating it correctly, but it just doesn't, um, sometimes it doesn't seem as though the excuses for why they do the things they do, and when I say they, I'm speaking about the more, the the male mores, certain things that they do, um, 
the excuse for why they do it. It's like it doesn't it doesn't hold up. It doesn't suffice. And I don't know if that's because of would that be considered like, um, you know, my feminine brain to your masculine brain is just different. We'll never get each other. You know, some people go into that argument. Others say how, you know, that can't be because we're so perfectly intricate for one another, you know, opposites attract kind of thing. Um, I mean, like this, this is a real conversation we should have because, again, we have to relearn ourselves on every level, you know. But um, I'll yield to I'll yield the floor to that, Islam. Islam, Islam. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hold my questions until all of you have gotten a chance to kind of give your um your angle and your contribution. Then we're going to uh, come back. I'll ask some questions. And and if there's any other um, um sisters or brothers. Uh, who want to call in and give you know their angle, their contribution, please do so because we want to get as much information on the table because we also need to deal with uh, the healing part of this um, this process because this is bigger than we actually sometimes think, you know. Um, so with that, I'm, I'm going to bring in the other, you know, another sister um, to to give her information. Um, online she goes by Sister uh, Diamond Black, uh, B-L-A-K-K, and I'm going to bring her in so that uh, she can, you know, introduce herself um, and, you know, give her uh, angle of information at the same time. And, um, Sister, are you there? I am here. Hi, how are you? All is well, Sister. One, I appreciate um you coming on this evening? I really do uh, want to have you go ahead and give you know introduce yourself, um, kind of give us a just a small background on um, how long ago you um, started you know looking more into knowledge yourself, you know learning you know who you are, some of your history and things of that nature, um, and then just go into whatever example you want to use to kind of show some of the things that you've been going through. Um, definitely. I just want to first say thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, a little history about myself. Uh, I would say probably about 10 years ago, um, I'll be 39 in March. So when I was about 29, I just started to notice some things about myself. I wasn't really connecting with a lot of people or even connecting with myself, I should say. Um, so I started a transitional period. Uh, where, you know, it started by going natural, you know, um, and my family didn't really understand what I was going through, but I just went with the process and I got a lot of backlash, but I knew that there was something within myself that I needed to explore, you know, like who really, and it's actually, it says diamond black on online, but it's really black diamond, <laughs> which is fine either way. Um, but I started to just notice some things about myself, and I wanted to come to a fuller understanding of myself. Now, I can't say that I'm, I'm, out of, I'm not a part of the Moore community. It's not big here where I live in Sacramento, California. Um, it's just certain people that I was associating myself around that was helping me, you know, and helping me to see that there was something bigger beyond what I had been exposed to. 
So, you know, I, I just wanted to explore that more. Um, so as that transition came, you know, I was dating. And uh, this particular person that was in my life, um, he kind of came prior to the transition. So while that transition was occurring, you know, there was definitely a struggle there because, you know, I'm not that same person. I'm coming out of things, you know, and I'm, I'm learning and I'm, I'm growing. And, um, you know, he was still stuck in a certain mindset and didn't really see what his potential was. But I feel like a lot of times as black women, we have this natural um, ingrained power in us where maybe we see the potential that they may not necessarily see in themselves. So we begin to, um, I don't want to necessarily say cater to, but, you know, we, we become this figure for them to where we want to uplift. And I feel like we should and encourage, but a lot of them don't know how to perceive that. So that was kind of the struggle that I was going through, not only coming into my own, but trying to help uh, a black man come into his own you know, and see the king that I seen. So that was a struggle within itself, and that went on for several years. And um, ultimately, that relationship ended. So fast forward, you know, um, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm growing. I'm associating with people that are seeing more of the the things that I'm noticing, the changes that I'm making, and they're seeing it within myself. And, you know, things are good. So I, I'm attracted to a certain type of person and I end up getting involved with someone of a Muslim background and with that you know it was different for me because I wasn't used to that type of um, mentality I guess you know someone that was more you know in control or had certain um, systems that he wanted to go by or you know involvement on a level of bringing other women into a situation because it's more acceptable as long as he can provide and equally distribute, you know, the, however that situation works. <laughs> I didn't come from that. I didn't know too much about that. So for me, it was like, okay, you know, I have my friends on one hand that are telling me, you know, that, you know, you're better than that. You deserve, you know, this, that, or the other. Why would you compromise yourself? But in my mind, a lot of it, you know, was kind of making sense. Like, <laughs> I felt like, you know, this is a bigger plan. It's a bigger issue or whatnot, but I couldn't, I was struggling. It was a struggle. Um, so that situation lasted for about a year, I want to say. Then I found myself, you know, still being drawn, okay, let me try something different. Someone that's a little bit more on a different level. So then you have the ones that come to you that pretend that they're conscious and, you know, you're a queen and you need this and you're supposed to be treated like that because of how I'm presenting myself and the energy that I'm putting out. So, you know, you have to be careful of ones that are like that because you have the pretenders and then you have those that are really really aware and they, they know and they understand the essence. And like you pointed out before, you said you have to pre appreciate and understand the condition of the woman. If the man, if our black men are protecting us as women and valuing us as women, how are we ever going to move forward and be successful? It's just, it's just not going to happen. So I noticed 
in other situations outside of just this Muslim man, but a lot of men that are looking to be taken care of and to be supported and um, by the by the woman. And I understand that you know the day and age that we're in, it's it's just a different ball game when it comes to dating. A lot of you know black women. African-American women, we are the breadwinners or, you know, in the case we don't have time to be, you know, dealing with submission on a certain level. So then you, you see those that are supposedly conscious tend to go towards another race of a woman, you know, white women or whomever, because maybe they feel like they're going to be more in control or able to be, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I've been experiencing personally lately. Just the last few situations is that being that I'm not conforming to a certain way that they want me to be, not that I don't have time to be submissive because ultimately that is in me and it's something that I feel a lot of women would love to do, but you have predominantly held households by women. So it, it's it's hard sometimes to conform to that. So I think getting to know each other again, like the young lady expressed and knowing our roles, you know, respecting him as a king and him respecting you as a queen and so forth, you can kind of build on that again. But, you know, we have to change our thinking. And that's just been my experience. The fact that that disconnect between roles is kind of missing, and then they in turn are going to white women or Asian women or this, and it's leaving me like, okay, well, I'm a queen, and you're acknowledging me as a queen and as a, you know, uh, integral part of the community, and, you know, I'm smart, and I'm this, all these wonderful things, but it's still not good enough for you to grow with me and build with me. Wow, okay. Gotcha, okay, so... Again, same thing. I'm going to save the questions that I have um, until everyone gets a chance to, um, you know, give their their contribution and angle of information. I think uh, you brought up some very valid points, and we definitely are going to come back to those. Um, now, Sister um, Mayat, can you bring her bring her in? Are you, can you hear me, Sis? Are you there? Islam, yes, I'm here. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Not a problem. And, and um, hey, same thing, you know, um, same thing with you. You know, I want you to introduce yourself. I want you to you know, give a little background, you know, how long you've been studying, coming to knowledge yourself, your, your, your history, um, and just, you know, choose whatever experience. Um, just like I told everyone else, no, uh, no names, go into whatever details, um, you know, as you see fit for for that experience, um, and then um, you know we will proceed from there. Okay, yours. okay, certainly, certainly, certainly. Well, my name is Maat Narasant Bay, and uh, I have been studying for about a year, um, so not long. Um, actually, my experiences uh, with brothers have been pretty positive, um, but I do see what the other two sisters see. Um, as far as uh, there being a real issue uh, with women, uh, I guess, in in my opinion, speaking up. Uh, It seems like uh, 
even though we're in a movement that's supposed to be moving us forward, uh, the common thought uh, seems to be, and not with all the brothers, but that we should just sit down and be quiet, and I am definitely not into that. I have a mind. I want to continue to learn, and I need someone uh, who's okay with that. Uh, so uh, it's definitely been interesting. Uh, I had a interesting uh, experience uh, in the the Moorish movement. I do consider myself Moorish American, and I ended up dealing uh, with a a young brother uh, who told me he was an indigo child, uh, told me he was the prophet returned a couple times, and, uh, you know, me being new to the information, uh, it seems cool. You know, you meet somebody who says they have a lot of knowledge and, you know, they haven't pissed you off yet. You know, it seems all right. You kind of, you know, go with it. And uh, so, you know, we we talked for a little bit and uh, the relationship went forward. I would say uh, now, uh, in retrospect, probably much too quickly, uh, we ended up, uh, you know, getting together and, uh, it was just like what uh, Black Diamond uh, said, you know, unfortunately. Uh, this was a brother who had all the great things to say. Oh, you know, I love the mothers. You know, I'm here to support the mother, and, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to help the mother. But, you know, then, uh, you know, when I wanted to speak, he was this woman in a man's body who needed to speak up for all of us. You know, again, my position was to, you know, just give him, you know, the spotlight. It it just became very irritating. And uh, it it was just odd. Uh, When I I actually uh, relocated uh, to to be with this particular person, and uh, again, as Black Diamond mentioned, uh, I unfortunately found out that the brother wasn't interested in working. Uh, he was interested in me working and uh, him being a, a preacher or, you know, just uh, ministering and, and not, uh, you know, supporting uh, the family. So um, I think initially, uh, you know, like anybody would, uh, I sort of thought about it and I was like, well, you know, maybe he is this grand preacher who is supposed to come heal the nation or save the nation, and I stayed in it, you know, for a little bit. And I was uh, I was the, the person who was always hopeful, you know, that the person would get better. And it just really, you know, didn't get better. Um, <laughs> it was even uh, so retarded that I, I was in the car with his friend and I was excited, you know, about finding work. The first week I was out there, I found a job, and his friend turned around in the car and looked at me and said, and what is he going to do, <laughs> you know? So aside from feeling like a little bit, <laughs> you know, of an idiot, um, you know, I didn't know. But, you know, again, I stayed in it, and I was, you know, trying to see if, uh, you know, it was going to uh, get any better. Um, unfortunately, I found out, you know, that this person was all talk, um, that, a lot of the things he uh, was saying he believed in, uh, his actions proved the exact opposite, you know, of it. Uh, supporting the mother uh, means that even if you get a job at McDonald's, you're doing something. But what you're not doing is allowing her to just be the person who's bringing in, you know, uh, the notes or, or doing something, you know, for the family. You do have to contribute. Um, I cannot respect you know, someone who does that. Uh, So eventually uh, seeing that it it wasn't going to change, I just, you know, opted to, uh, you know, end the relationship. But I do find 
uh, oftentimes that these proclaimed conscious men, some of them, uh, they do a lot of talking, but living up to the Quran or, or doing what they're actually supposed to do, um, you know, they're not really interested in doing it. Um, in my case, it was just about, you know, how much I could be on camera or who's going to see me or, or who's going to, you know, praise me, um, not really living up to the principles. Uh, so my goal is uh, to just help other women, younger women, uh, I'm 39, uh, to make better decisions. Um, I would hate for anybody uh, that's not me to have to go through it, you know, to uh, leave a good-paying job, to go to something that's just stupid. You know, if I thought differently, maybe had I checked myself, wondered why I thought I deserved something like this, uh, you know, what Reese Cup, <laughs> you know, brought out uh, earlier, maybe I would have made a different uh you know, decision. Uh, I don't blame the whole decision or or the whole circumstance on, you know, that person. I I do understand that we have to think better, but something has definitely uh, got to change, you know, with us uh, if if we're really going to move the nation forward. It is not about us sitting down, shutting up. You know, uh, there there has to be a balance uh, to, you know, everything uh, so that we can move forward. So, you know, that, that's my story. That's what happened. Uh, there's definitely more weird, you know, parts of the story, <laughs> you know, that happened, uh, you know, at a later time. But, you know, so far that that's what's happened. That's been my unfortunate experience. And like Reese, uh, I did come to the conclusion that I, I would never want to deal with any more uh, or or man who calls himself a more because of this you know, particular young man. I mean, how how much worse can it get? You claim to be something that you're not, and I get you, and you live up to nothing, you know, that you say. It's it's like a lot of us just feel like we'd just be better off single. Islam? Islam. Okay, so I want to go back. um, Well, before I do, I want to encourage um, anyone else who, um, you know, has an angle of information, you know, wants to share a perspective, um, you know, to start pushing one so that um, we can go ahead and start getting people lined up who, um, who want to ask a question or, like I said, um, give their perspective. I actually encourage, you know, as many uh, brothers to call in as possible because your energy um, is definitely needed because this is not <clears> – <throat> This is not necessarily just a one-way issue. Uh, there's there's a um, some fundamental issues that we really do need to get to the bottom of, get to the root of here. So um, I wanted to go back <clears throat> to Sister um, Black Diamond and, and ask you a question about uh, one of the things that you had went into. Uh, we're especially speaking when you were talking about how some of the brothers don't want to work or are not, uh, we'll say, gainfully employed. Has that been something that you've run into um, often, um, even whether you've dated a man um, who considers himself conscious or dated a man who, who really isn't? Do you see that as a, as, a, as a big problem right now? And when I say gainfully employed, I mean um, someone who actually has a, a plan for the future. I don't mean that they work at McDonald's now because they can work at McDonald's now. Uh, but be a CEO of their own corporation in five years. Are you finding that men 
do don't have a plan and don't have aspirations whether they call themselves conscious or not. Uh, <clears throat> I kind of feel it's it's a combination of things. I can't necessarily say that they don't have anything going on for themselves, you know, um, maintaining some type of income on some type of level. I don't care if, you know, you're a gardener or if you have, you fix cars or, you know, you have some type of hustle about yourself, that's fine. But when you're coming to me to be more of the provider, it's, it's kind of difficult, you know, um, and, and I'm not going to say that I, I've never opened my door and I've actually tried being in that position because if I love you, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> um, but my experience and my most recent experience with that is, you know, I mean, it's a younger brother, you know, and I'm, he's, he's almost there. You know, I, I can see that he has the consciousness, he, you know, he's awake, he's, you know, acknowledging that, you know, he is a king in my eyes. Okay, cool. You come, I let you into my home. I, you know, I'm helping you get to where you need to be. You have a job, he has a job, you know, he's he's trying. I see, you know, I go back to that whole nurturing part or that, you know, that um, I see the ambition in him. So I'm like, you know, he's trying. I can work with that, you know, and I'm doing all these things. I'm, I'm not only am I uh, the main provider, but I'm still cooking, I'm still cleaning, I'm still, you know, taking care of his child, doing things that I'm supposed, that I feel, not even that I feel that I should do as a woman, but that I'm doing because I love you as a man and I'm treating you as such. And although your position financially may be less than mine, I'm still going to treat you as if you are that man, you know? Um, With that being said, he still chose to pursue a different relationship with a white woman. Um, and just to be honest, I'll just be candid, a prostitute. Okay, fine. So not only did I do these things and open myself up and let my guard down, I, you still walked away and left for something that you felt would benefit you in a different way. So in my eyes, you don't, you don't, I was never a queen to you because as a king, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just certain situations like that. Um, and, and, I, and I've noticed, you know, there's been other situations where, you know, you may not have your, he may not be where he, he, he's trying to be or whatever, but it makes me put my guard up to where, okay, well, I don't know if I necessarily want to go that right, that, that route and assist you and, you know, try to work and be on that team and, you know, have that communication and that strength and that bond and that, 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 you know, that power that we can have together because I don't know now my trust is, is wounded. You know, my, it's just, it tears you down. You know what I mean? So I just, I just noticed that ones that are struggling or maybe they're looking for, you know, a helping hand and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, not everybody is genuine. And that's just kind of been my experience lately. It's just a little difficult. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's just my, that, that particular experience, you know, but it just makes you leery when you're dealing with someone who may not be where where they are trying to be financially, if that makes sense. Right. I got you. That makes perfect sense. Um, 
Let me let me ask uh, Sister Reese um, this question. Going back to something that you said, what kind of uh, sign did you see that you ignored, and what are some of the ways, or um, what are some of the ways that, or what would you tell another sister? And some of the things to watch out for and, and to not ignore them, seeing as how, you know, like you said, you, you did ignore some of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. How would you help someone else to not have to go through that or share in your perspective? All right, well, um, okay, well, there's an aspect of myself that um, – I've disclosed with this um, with this individual, and that's my um, love for cosmology and astrologics. And I do subscribe to a real spiritual understanding of um, of the cosmos, um, of a real divine um, essence that is in operation. Okay, so. You know, there is, um, I'm stating this because there is a um, school of thought that we both were on a level on and with the way he presented himself, he made it seem as though he understood this and he respected it. And with within that, there is a complete understanding of the divine energy and how precious it is and how um, you you can't you you just can't abuse it like for like there's there's a reason why they're the protector why they're the defender the male they're they're, they're the ones who they wield the strength physically to guard us and to protect our children you know, and he claimed to understand this and know this. And when uh, when it got to that pivotal point where um, we got into a very escalated argument, where he started to grapple me, you know, he held me, he pinned me down on the bed, and he was punching me, threw me on the floor. It got like it got bad. You know what I mean? Um, there's a, it's just a clear, very clear contradiction that's going on. And like I said, there are signs. There were signs. For one, he wouldn't tell me his born day, you know, when he manifested, or what is known as um, people's birthday, you know. But that's something that was critical for me to know. Because just off of that, I would have known more of his energy, more how to deal with him, how to understand him. You know, that's how our ancestors did it. That's how it was done. Why they even had, um, you know, certain uh, arranged marriages and such, because it was divinely assigned. So it's like certain things that he claimed to be for, but his actions showed that he was against it. 
those are the kind of signs that I'm speaking about. Those are the kind of patterns that you would see, regardless of what school of thought he's in. If he claims to respect the female, understanding that there is a level of manhood and maturity that comes with that, then the standard must be kept. It doesn't matter what school of thought you're in. So when you when you want to present yourself contradictory to who it is that you are, and a female points that out, now that's when pride gets in the way. And that's when feelings get hurt and people in that instance can get hurt as it, as it was in my case. You see? So, yeah, I want the females who certain things, they get a gut reaction to, you know, like just certain things he's saying isn't right. Certain things he's doing don't add up. You know, know when to leave certain things alone. Like, give it, like, a three-strike rule, you know? We got to start putting some kind of limitation on how far they can stretch us as females, especially when they're not giving anything in return. And I don't care what anybody say. It's not selfish on you to expect something from your man as far as him providing for you, taking care of you, showing you some form of stability. Ancestrally, that's what they did. They had to have some kind of foundation, something going for themselves before they can even consider a spouse. But yet now we have our teenage girls out here just running amok, you know what I mean? Getting pregnant, having these families, these broken homes, you know, just playing, playing with our babies. Like, there's so many levels that we have to clean up, man, you know? But, yeah, I'll, I'll yield the floor to that. Islam? Islam. Okay. So, Sister Maya, um the question that I have for you based on your circumstance, I want to know some of the the emotions, um, the the pain that you went through from an emotional and a spiritual side dealing with that. And um, before you answer, well, actually, I'll, I'll let you answer first. What what was it like to experience that from, from an emotional and a spiritual side, dealing with someone who you feel, um, and if I'm using the wrong word, let me know, betrayed your trust um, within the movement? What did that feel like to have to actually go go through that situation? Islam, that, that's actually the perfect word. That, that's what it was, a betrayal. Um, it, it really hurts. Um, you kind of question yourself. Uh, you kind of wonder what you were thinking because before the situation, I was learning uh, and learning, and I got myself to a positive, happy point when I got in the situation uh, because I, I learned I was dealing with someone who, who has anger, you know, issues. I'm, I'm dealing with someone who has issues, you know, with women. My happiness, you know, started, you know, to dwindle. Um, 
by the time I got back here, my, my mom could definitely see that I was not the same person. Uh, she was definitely worried because I've always given uh, just whatever I could. I, I don't care who you are. I don't have to know you. I'll give you a dollar. You know, I'm everybody's goddamn grandma. I don't care. <laughs> you know, and this is how I approached the situation uh, with this person. Uh, he claimed that uh, he didn't have anything. Uh, I bought him food, uh, clothes, you know, anything he needed. Um, and I, I expected, uh, you know, the support back. Uh, I never really got it, but I, I think I was hopeful. And, you know, again, by the time I got back here and just made the final decision to go, it took me uh a little bit of time to uh, get back, you know, what I had because it, it takes you, you know, down. You have to get back to that positive place. You have to, uh, like Reese Cup brought out, uh, understand that everybody in the movement isn't against you. I, I remember, uh, you know, on Facebook uh, hearing something uh, that, that someone that he knows says, and I felt like it was kind of like, you know, something toward me. And what I didn't like about that is everything that I did. It's like, hey, you know, if anything, don't mess with my reputation. You don't tell people I'm a horrible person when I gave you, you know, everything. You didn't do anything. You know, for me, I walked home in the dark, you know, and he told me it was more important for him to preach, you know, to somebody. <laughs> I'm new, you know, to this, this corporate state, you know, that, that we're in. Uh, so, so, yeah, it definitely took a toll. Um, I had to psych myself into understanding that, you know, hey, you know, sometimes we're just idiots. You know, you, you got to get over it. If you're serious about the movement, if you're serious about learning, that's what you go back to. Um Reese Cup just happened to be a perk. You know, when I met him, I had expressed my interest in meeting other strong women, but uh, unfortunately, some of the males in this movement, I guess, have an issue with that. So although he knew her, we were never introduced. Uh, we met, and we've, you know, kind of been inseparable since. She's helped me a lot. You know, she's gone through her own stuff, and, you know, she tries to encourage me all the time, you're not an idiot. <laughs> You know, just keep learning, um, you know, and I appreciate that. But it, it definitely does take something out of you. Um, we really have to consider, you know, as, as women and, and our young girls is what I want you guys to think about, who we lay next to, who we want to give our energy to, because you give and 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 people will take. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're honestly just a good person. It, it doesn't matter. If the person is, is not really up to any good, they're going to take and you're going to be affected um, no matter how good you are, and that's something that you're going to have to, you know, come back from as strong as you may think you are. Um, so, uh, yes, that, that's the best I can explain it. Uh, it. It's definitely made me stronger. I'm going to keep going, but I, it was like a hit in the gut. It was, uh, you know. <laughs> definitely uh, not something that I'd want to go through again, and my eyes definitely are open, you know, now a little bit more than they were. That's all. That's all. Okay. Now, before I uh, interject, if anyone, again, is wanting to give um, their perspective or, you know, part of their, uh, their story, you can push one um, and be entered into the queue. And I will see it, and I will get you in. If you're on the message board, then you can uh, type in 
the information and then you know I'll read it out so that everyone can hear um, the demonstration. Now, I'm hoping that some brothers will actually call in. Um, I really am. So until then, I'm going to um, pause and give, you know, give my perspective on a, on a couple of things from the things that I've dealt with um, because we, we need to uh, get a masculine point of view in to show really what's actually happening, you know, within the community. Uh, I've been single uh, about a year and a half. One of the things that, you know, that I've come in contact with personally is the fact that in most cases our our sisters, whether regardless of um, school of thought, uh, really are still in a stage where they're shaking off a lot of the indoctrination. Now, in my, in my position, you know, within the things that I do um, and the uh, position that I, you know, have within the uh, community, my time is, is limited. So it makes it a lot more difficult uh, for me to have the ability to have the time to, to train or to teach within the home uh, on a level to bring someone up, you know, to speed so that we don't have all the, the speed bumps. That's one of the major issues, you know, that I see. A lot of times when I'm speaking with sisters um, who consider themselves to be conscious, Moors, whatever, um, usually a lot of the old ways of thinking are still very present. You know, I give... Uh, Sister Black Diamond a lot of credit for something that she said because it's very rare that, you know, most sisters that you hear are even open, um, regardless of whether someone agrees or disagrees. That's not what I'm speaking of. But when she said that the brother who was a um, Muslim spoke to her about um, polygamy. And in most cases, because of, of school of thought, our sisters don't or willing to even have a conversation on the perspective of whether monogamy, polygamy, poly, polygyny, um, polyamory, or any of those things what actually best. For me, I'm an I'm a individual who only stands on uh, truth and I'm movable, meaning that if I find out that something that I'm thinking is incorrect, I have no problem saying it because it's more important for me to be um, lined up with, with truth than it is for me to stay safe. So if, if something is brought to me, um, then I will move. Well, because the system is set up where they literally go after the Moabite woman, the, mel- the melanated woman, her indoctrination runs extremely deep. Most of the things that we think are happening to men within the communities are really happening to women just on a different level, meaning that the reason that in during their enslavement, during our enslavement, they would bring the women 
out to watch their sons get uh, molested or, or murdered was to force a certain type of fear into her that she would then pass down within her lineage because they understood the science of the womb, the science of the nine. If you capture the woman mentally, spiritually, emotionally, then you already have the children captured because she's the first teacher. She's the first school. She's the first creator, God, that we know. So when I'm speaking to sisters within the community, uh, some, a lot of the times I'm finding that even when they've gotten to a point uh, of what they will call, you know, well-learned, those indoctrinations where you're closed off to certain things are so prevalent. And for me, that's a huge turnoff. Huge turnoff. Uh, be, because I don't deal with, you know, things from that, from that standpoint. It's truth only, and it's all about aggressive transformation. Where I am today, I refuse to be at tomorrow from a knowledge standpoint, from a financial standpoint, uh, from an organizational position standpoint. Everything has to be ever evolving. And so I don't see very many sisters who really have channeled in that type of energy yet. Not very many. Um, I can't say that I've truly come across um, very many at all. And it seems that even in the case where you see uh, some sisters who may um, be close to that line of thinking or uh, um, a lot of the time their inboxes are full. And I'm not one who is going to approach anyone that way for for a number of reasons. So I find that even the ability to connect within the community is hampered because of sisters who have gone through a lot of what you all have said that you've gone through. So we have a divide. We have this this um, this ocean that's now between us. You have a sister who um, has found that a lot of brothers are not gainfully employed and don't, you know, so a lot of them don't have aspiration or a lot of them are not respecting her uh, within her stance as, as, as a queen. And even though she's nurturing and, and wants to help and uplift, um, it's really not her job to, to raise a man. Uh, you have a sister who um, has literally been physically uh, abused and uh, the community did not come to her the way it should. You have a, a, a sister who um, gave up everything and transplanted herself to another area to give assistance to a Moabite man, uh, a melanated man that uh, she felt would be a good situation for the nation, so she was willing to do those things. So how do we get to a point where now we can bridge that gap? You know, how do we um, earn each other's trust back? You know, because we know that we know the history, we know the stories, we know a lot of things that took place during our enslavement. We know um, even whether the, the Willie Lynch leather is fake or real is irrelevant. The information in there is true in factual history. We know that purposely there was enmity planted in between us. 
we also know that because of, of society, our our sisters are completely suppressed in their actual true nature. So now, as as a man, if I'm not well studied or well schooled in, in the information, when I meet a sister like Maya, when I meet a sister like Reese, when I meet a, meet a sister like like Diamond, and she is uh, forthright in her speech, then I'm intimidated. When she's telling me, no, stand up and put some pants on and, and put some bass in that voice, I'm intimidated. And I'm saying that, you know, she's an angry, angry black woman. When really is that this is her natural position, to be a motivator. But also, when I approach a sister, and I'm saying that I am uh, able to provide. And um, I need for you to, you know, stand, stand with me. Um, and I have a plan. You know, you have sisters who've, had, who've taken on such masculine energy that they don't know how to roll with a brother with a plan. And so we have, a, you know, quite a bit of healing to do on, that, on, on those legs. So, um, my question now, and we'll start with um, Sister Maat. Give me a solution as to how we could can mend um, mend this bridge. And then I'm going to ask Sister Reese, and I'm going to ask uh, Sister Diamond this exact same question. Give me a solution as to what are some of the things that we could start working on to mend this fence. Okay, um, great question. Um, I know Reese is definitely going to go into this, but I, I had no idea of the power of cosmology. Uh, I've had a few sessions uh, with her, and I, I didn't know, you know, those things about myself. So it's it's really important that we go back to the mindset of our ancient mothers and forefathers and learn about ourselves uh, first. Um, a really good solution would be to get to know ourselves, find mates that are uh, that work with us, and then start to produce children uh, because we won't have uh, these hang-ups. You know, I have a hang-up with a man or, you know, uh, he has hang-ups with women. We can start from the base right and start creating children that are in harmony uh, as a whole. And from that, we can build up stronger um, communities. Now, I also think it is time that we have something in our forum that makes somehow people take accountability for their actions. we got a lot of fake teachers out here, a lot of people talking. I love what you guys are doing with the schooling. At least now, you know, we could be certified. But somehow accountability needs to be taken for when something is done wrong. If I get beat up, I need somebody to come to. I need someone who's going to take action because the police is not our choice as a nation. I feel it's time, you know, for us to start acting, you know, as a nation and start having some sort of governmental accountability once we get that set up so that we can, you know, really move forward and really feel secure, um, you know, in those solutions that we come up with um, as well. Well, okay. Um, Sister... Sister Reese, um, same question. Yes, I am. yes, he's um, 
I mean, great question. And, you know, Sis Nyad, you know, um, she touched on so many good things. Um, you know, cosmology, that was definitely going to be, excuse me, that was definitely going to be something that I touch on. Um, you know, when you really get to understand yourself, you understand, you know, your natal chart, you you get the breakdown of your energy, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, a lot, honestly, honestly, it's like when it comes to cosmology, all it really shows are things about yourself that you probably already had a hunch about already, but you didn't know why. You know what I mean? Just You just know why you act the way you act in, in certain situations or react in certain outcomes, you know, but um, at the end of the day, you start to know your likes and your dislikes, and you know how to work from there. And um, that's why, you know, astrologics, um, astrology, cosmology has definitely stepped up um, how I'm able to really see who is good for me, you know, in in all kind of ways. You know what I mean? Who I can deal with business-wise, who I can deal with romantically, who would be good for a family, who would be perfect to have children with. I mean, like, these are all things that are laid out astrologically, you know what I mean? And um, there's also um, a clip that, if if you don't mind me playing, it's a two-minute clip um, that I hope you guys will, I hope it's audible uh, for you guys to hear. I think it's important because um, when it comes to females, you know, setting the standard with um you know, our melanated counterparts. Um, this It's like, it's innate in us to want to have some form of stability. And it's like nowadays, commonly what they would deem, you know, when a female would require something like that, they would deem her something like a gold digger, you know? So I kind of just, I just want to play this clip to um, kind of raise a question to people Um about how our ancestors did it and why innately we are seeking someone who wants to secure what it is that they build together. All right, so just one second, I'm gonna play this really quick. definition of Morwick. Morwick means foul and love. In our ancient ancestors' Tamori culture, a man had to work plow the field, stack silver, build a home. Hotep, I bet Medu Nether definition of Morwit. Morwit means plow and love. In our ancient ancestors' Tamori culture, a man had to work, silver, build a home, and offer a bundle of wealth to the lady he wants to marry. Many people want to find a way to help our people, and Morwit is the way. Morwit requires our men to work, plow, grow food, build homes, save up silver and gold before trying to talk to or marry a woman. Romance is the opposite of Morwit. Former slaves watch white culture do romance. But romance is the Romans or white people's way of forming relationships. In romance, a man is not required to plow or do any work. He just starts sweet-talking a woman. They have sex, children, and when their baby is hungry, they go looting, scamming, enslaving, polluting, 
causing drought and dust bowls. Romance causes chaos and destruction. But Morwit creates divine life. Morwit, a man shows a list of everything he owns, and the woman's mother, father, and family reviews the man's bundle of wealth. And if he's not bringing in enough, she and her family reject him. He needs to build up more wealth. Morwit protects women from men who don't care enough to work. Morwit makes the men stronger and wealthier. Morwit builds strong, sustainable families that are good for the community, nation, and universe. That is the definition of Morwit. It means work first, talk feelings later. It's opposite of romance, where they talk feelings first, then loot and plunder somebody later. Morwit before trying to talk to a woman. Work done. Fill her stomach. Caress her. Fulfill her desire. Hold to what she aspires. Amber. Is on. I wanted to play that really quickly. I thought, I thought that clip really explained a lot as to how females feel um, in regards to wanting to have some form of stability, um, you know, and why it's not about... Um, um, the terms, how they put it, you know, like a gold digger term. No, we want to, uh, I believe it was um, Sis Diamond, she spoke about how there's a submissive role that we would want to play. But it's like they don't give us a chance to even want to tap into that because it's like we see how they would abuse it if that was the case, you know. I feel like in so many ways um, for a woman to really be submissive and open completely, um, there's, there's some work that needs to be done. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it just does. I don't even know how, where to start to explain, you know, it's kind of crazy to that, you know, and I'm open to how people feel about, you know, that little clip I played. Islam? Islam. All right, Sister Adani. Um, yes. Same question. Um, how do we fix it? It's That's not an easy answer, and I feel like because it's such a deep-rooted issue, um, the more we come into enlightenment and, you know, be on that road to self-discovery of who we truly are as people, um, then things will start to change, you know. And once we teach our children, you know, it's going to have to come from, from that perspective too, you know, teaching the children and giving them that, that education, um, that knowledge of self. And, and who they truly are, you know, that's going to start to to build from that point. Um, but as far as where we are now, it's like, you know, a lot of us are broken um, for, you know, reasons outside of our control or things that, you know, came from childhood or whatever. So we have a, we have a long world ahead of us, but I feel like, you know, as long as 
you know, we're headed towards that direction and we're aware and we're uplifting each other, um, it's, it's, it's going to change. It's going to change. And I don't know. It's just so deeply enrooted, you know, and, and with me, you know, and the way my mind works and knowing it's part of a plan and, you know, like this, this subject can go on and on and kind of venture off in different directions. But, um, you know, it's, I don't know. It's deep. It's just once we learn to respect ourselves and I feel like the black body, it was never respected initially and it was deemed, it wasn't deemed valuable. So if you take, you take something that was not never deemed valuable and now we're placing value on it and we're learning who we are as a people, then, you know, it's, it's all these changes that yes, they're going to occur, but it's going to take time. And we just have to be there for each other and support each other and definitely teach our children how amazing they are and who they truly are, that they are, they're the ones that uh, the standard is, you know, held to. They are the ones, you know, so just starting there. All right. So we have a a caller and then um, after that, I'll, um, I'll answer the same question myself. Uh, we're going to bring you in area code 916, uh, exchange is 539, area code 916, exchange 539. Hey, Mom, uh, this is Sister Kyla. Um, I just wanted to touch on a couple of points. Um, I did join the call a little late, um, but the first thing that I was hearing um, kind of discouraged me within dating. Um, I've been new to the Moorish movement a little over a year, um, and I haven't dated um, with the Moor or outside of the Moor. I haven't dated in, in several years, um, but that was because that was time for me to work on me. But once I got past the discouragement of what I was hearing from the other sisters, the first thing word that came to me is authentic. Um, and it didn't sound like... Um, from what I was hearing is the men were really being authentic in their walk. And then because I have been on a road of, you know, looking at me in self-evaluation, am I being authentic? Am I putting out the um, the signals that I am wanting to receive back? But I think the first thing that when we decide we want to choose to date, choose to find a mate, um, a man needs to be authentic in his walk. You know, if you are still trying to scam and and play the role or think that a woman is supposed to support you um, and you bring nothing to the table, you're not really, uh, um, what am I, you're not really um, learning yourself. You're not really learning the Moorish values. You're not really taking everything into account that you're supposed to be because it is truly um, a team and you are supposed to be uplifting just as well as she is supposed to uplift you. Uh, And then once you get to that point of everybody being authentic, you know, I have this been saying unapologetically me, there's nothing wrong with the way I feel. Um, And if that doesn't match up with what you want, then we agree to disagree and maybe we part ways, maybe we learn to live with it, you know, maybe we come to a conclusion that works for us or works for us and several people. You have to be willing to um, take pride off the table, um, take um, hurt feelings off the table and just be real with the whole situation. Once everyone can understand who they are, what makes them tick, then you can 
openly verbalize with someone else what you truly want. And for that, being authentic on both sides will begin the healing um, to say, well, this happened to me when I was a child and this is why I do this, and then be able to turn around and say, but I don't like that, so I'm going to change me. What can you do to help me change me? Um, You know, I raised my son um, as a single uh, mother, but the one thing that I always told him is you cannot have a girlfriend until you can take care of her. And I didn't mean, you know, give her the world, but I meant protect her, take care of her. You know, you're not just going to lay around on the couch and, and, and not do anything. And so those things I did not put out in front of him. And this is not being in, you know, um, the more the Moorish movement. This was just the values that I had already set for myself, and you know, I stated, okay, I would always say I've got an old soul, um, but I knew in some way that you can be a team with a man, and if you weren't going to be a team with a man, then at that point, you know, you chose to be alone. So for many years, I was alone. But I can say the relationship that I want to have, I see my son having with his girlfriend, um, and that's because. From the youngest age, I I instilled certain things and certain values. You're going to go to work. You're going to know how to balance a checkbook. You're going to go out and provide and cut lawn and do whatever. And not that we need the money. These are just things that you should know how to do. So even if you are a single parent um, raising a male child, not to say you can do it all on your own, but there are certain things that you can give them from a woman's standpoint that they'll take later on and give to their mate and and be happy with that. And I do believe um, I gave my son the gift of being able to verbalize and communicate. Now, of course, when they're teenagers, that don't come out right. But now that he's a little bit older, he does um, know how to talk, and I think that's one of the things that um, men at some point they don't get, they bottle it um, in. And we have to, as women, be able to bring that out of them to say that it's okay to talk, it's okay to express your feelings, you know. And, you know, we we must, um, as mothers, apologize to our sons, apologize to our daughters. There's things that I feel to this day that I apologize to my son for because, you know what, I just didn't know. And so at that time, I did the best that I could with what I had. But now that I know that maybe I could have done it differently, I'm sorry, and it's okay to apologize and move on. Then they understand that you're human, and everybody becomes human to one another, and then being authentic. Islam, that's all I have to say. Islam, much appreciated, sis. Um, Very much appreciated. I'm going to go ahead and put you back on mute. We have uh, someone in the chat line, um, Alfet said that my question is suggesting is how well do you know yourself? Because if you do not, if you do or do not, then how well will you know others you want to partner or mate with? Two, if women expect what is played in that clip, what is the business return for the man? So uh, interject this. Um, to answer my same question, through the healing process and um, one of the things that we have to do is, is uh, go back, and, and all of you all said, um, you know, some very amazing, amazing things about how to heal. Um, our women, particularly, um, are the most important to start with because you are, you know, 
the, the beginning, and you have to know that. From a man's perspective, when I see a woman, um, I'm looking to see if she and I measure up together. That's, that's the first thing that a man is seeing. When I see her, you know, and this is if you get into the metaphysical aspect and uh, the zodiacal aspect of it, um, there's other, other ways I could say it. But to speak plainly uh, for those who may not understand all the uh, metaphysics of it, I'm trying to see if, if, um, if I measure up. And really, to be honest with you, it's not really about whether the woman measures up. A man only speaks to a woman who he feels like he measures up to, period. And sometimes that can be, you know, false bravado, you know, because, you know, a man's ego could be out of whack and he, he could be someone who um, is just attempting, you know, to throw a, um, a, a pebble into an ocean to see if he can, um, you know, hit something. But when, when I'm looking at a sister, a woman, I am attempting to see if I measure up. Standing what I'm saying, what I just said to you is that you are the standard. I'm attempting to measure up to your standard. You don't know that. So so a lot of women are taught that um, men just talk to you out of the blue. If you ever, you know, speak to a man honestly, um, you'll notice that a man speaks to a particular type or style of woman and that if you follow his dating history, he will, it will be that same woman over and over again unless he's a man that's ever evolving. So you have to know that you're the standard. And it goes back to knowledge of self. If you are out carrying yourself a certain way, then that's what you're going to attract. That is literally what you're going to attract. You know, how are you walking out of the house? Um, what's on your mind? What's your, you know, what is your vibration? What does the clothing look like? You know, how much of your flesh is open? How much is it? You know, whatever that may be. You know, um, a woman has the right um, to move about as she, as she pleases, but understand that at the same time, you know, you, you get what you put out. So a woman needs to know that she is the one who sets the standard. So if you allow your sons, because ultimately I'm your son, no matter whether I'm your husband, I'm still your son because uh, you can't produce anything greater than you. So the very fact that I came out of your womb means that I can never be as great as you because you produce me. So if you set the standard that says that I can behave a certain way, then that's what I do. If you produce a standard um, that says that a man can um, not have a, a plan and talk to you, then that's what I come to you with. I don't have to have a plan because your vibration says that I don't. And understand that anything and anybody that comes into your life is based on your vibration. Everybody's life is their own fault, you know, and we have to understand that. If you don't know yourself as a woman, and I'm speaking to the women because really you're the foundation of how we heal this, which is why Prophet Noble Drew Ali 
was carrying you with humanity written on your womb. If you don't understand that you're, you're that foundation, you are the standard. Once you realize that and you come into that, then the issue changes. Now the brothers have to pull their pants up. Now brothers have to be, you know, gainfully um, and, and strategically um, employed or entrepreneurs because that's your standard. You have to understand as a woman that society has went after the Moabite woman and made you lower your standard. Your standard has been lowered by the society because they instilled in you this mindset that your men have to struggle. The black man, you know, is hard out here for the black man. That's the the, the Moabite woman's, the melanated woman's perspective. So you breathe that into your son. And so then he, your son comes back to you as the representation of, of that which you bore. So you have to really get into, in, into yourself. You know, my, my, my cousin Yama um, often speaks about the fact that she feels sisters need to just take a break and, and form sister circles where they don't date for a while, where they literally form sister circles and just say it's all about us and our healing. Um, because even like Sister Diamond said, you're coming into a situation already broken, expecting to be whole. That doesn't even make sense. You know, I can't make you whole. As a man, from, from the things that we need to do to heal this process is that we have to get back to understanding um, what our role is because society has attacked us into thinking that we're actually the head of the household. Like this is, a, this is the perspective that we've gotten from colonization. So men now think that you're actually the head of the household. When a man in our ancient societies was never the head of the household, the woman has always been the head of the household, which is the reason why I saw had a throne on her head, and in ancient Kupta, or what we now call Egypt, the throne represented the fact that you ruled with her permission. And the one who gives you the permission is always still the authority. So when we speak about a woman submitting, in order to submit, she had to be higher than what she was willing to come down to. She had to give you something. And now you hear that saying, uh, transposed into modern society where they'll say that uh, a man gives up love to get power and a woman gives up power to get love. So we have to literally go back to to school on ourselves also. We must know ourselves. A man should never not have a strategy. You need a man always ask for what his two, five, and ten-year plan is. Even if he doesn't have a ten-year plan, he needs to have at least a two and a five. That's a bare minimum of a two. Because what are you following? Man, we have to we have to measure up. We have we have to be willing to go out and sacrifice, because there's no there's no other honor uh, greater on this planet than to sacrifice yourself for the love of a woman. There's nothing else that's more honorable. But 
the honor we think is in owning a certain car. When I grew up, it was a, it was a uh, thought process that says, even if as a man I'm walking around in holy jeans and I'm wearing shoes that I've had for the last two years, when my woman walks through the door, she's supposed to look all inspiring even if it means that I sacrifice and never get anything. And that's that mindset that I grew up with in Kansas City. But because there is no, um, there's no process of growing into manhood, then that's lost. So in order for us to heal, sisters are really going to have to take the time to study your chart, study what, what's your sun sign? What's your moon sign? What's your ascendant? What's your Neptune? What are they? What, what planetary energies make you you? Get back into that vibration and then go out into the world and welcome in masculine energy. Men, we have to be willing to step, to step back for a moment and learn how to make a plan, learn how to make one, because right now we don't know. We really don't know. You know, you, you talk to a man tomorrow and you ask him, what is your plan? You know, do you know how to, you know, show what you're supposed to do? What, what's your life look like in two years? 99% won't have a clue. I don't know. I'm just going to, you know, try to, you know, get up on my job and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I get a new car and maybe, you know, maybe get a house. What's the plan? What's the plan for that goal? You know, and and what Sister uh, Kyla said is is highly important. Being authentic, the sisters aren't authentic, and and neither are the brothers. Truthfully, no one is really authentic right now. And we're, and when we're speaking about being authentic, we're talking about true to the lane that you're walking in. Are you really true to that? Do you really hold those values? Do you hold those values core, you know, at the core of your being? And most men do not. You can see it, but you. But as a, as a, as a woman, you can't be so hungry that you accept a man who's not authentic. You can't ignore the signs, like Sister Reese said. You know, authentic means that all my steps are line up, and if I fall, then either I'm working on not falling again or I'm hum- and I'm humble enough to admit that I've fallen and I made a mistake, that's authentic. As a woman, authentic in the movement means that you're, you're getting past those indoctrinations because most of what we see in society is, is not true in our ancient culture, not in any way, shape, or form. You know, we can have conversations about monogamy, polygamy, and... Um, how finances are supposed to go, you know, like that clip said, uh, a man is supposed to um, be well, uh, doing well financially, at least be financially stable before he approaches a woman. That ain't called being a gold digger. No, why should a woman, any woman, step down to deal with you? Now, in today's society, because we're so separated, we're going to have to figure out a different way because every man isn't there and every woman isn't there. 
So every man, you know, is not making 100, 125, 275, you know, and every woman doesn't have knowledge of self. So the first thing that we're going to have to do is realize where we're at and then seek out those who are aggressive in changing where they're at. That's the best thing you can do because I can, I can work with uh, a woman who's aggressively uh, changing herself. What I can't work with is, is a woman who wants to wallow, wallow in, her, in her stupors. I, can't, I don't deal with that. The mistake is okay because I'm going to make plenty. But to wallow in, wallow in the stupor, we can't do. We got to keep it moving. And so that, that's what I offer in some of the tests. You know, actually sit down and study together. One, one of the things that I never hear women or men say that they do is that they don't grow together. What book are you reading together? What plans are you laying out together that help you grow and learn how to trust each other? Do y'all have a plan? You know, what is the last book that y'all read? Do y'all ever go to the library together? Do you ever go on a hike together and just talk about, you know, world issues, talk about uh, solutions? That's how you learn solidarity. So with that, I'll let each one of you all close out with, you know, something you want to say. Um, And then we've got about 10 minutes left on the show. I'll end with the announcements the last two minutes again. Um, We'll start with... um, Sister Reese, um, then we'll go Peace. Sister Diamond, and then we'll close out with Sister Mayak, uh, which are which are closing in our final statement um, regarding solutions, or, or you know, primarily, you know, we just want to hear what you have to say um, about solutions and, and some of the things that you'd like to see. Sister Indeed, Reese. indeed. Um, yeah, I just I just want to end this off. Um, Again, this is for um, the mothers, the daughters, the sisters. Um, We really need to get back into understanding ourselves, and that way we'll know um, for sure what it is we need and what we don't need for ourselves. And um, I want to leave off with just this verse from, um, from the Circle Seven chapter 11 uh, it states I'm just going to go into like the like the middle of a verse and it states I hear with caution their seducing words guard well thy heart into their soft persuasion remember thou art made man's reasonable companion his passion the end of thy being is merely to gratify is not merely to gratify his loose desires, but to assist him in the toils of life, to soothe his heart with thy tenderness and recompense uh, his care with soft endearment. And um, I just let I just want to leave off with that, you know, just a note with Islam. And thank you, thanks again for having me on your show. Islam. So, uh, Sister Diamond. Uh, what would be your closing um, perspective? Let's see, is she still 
Bill Bill will come back. Uh, I'm not sure if she has any push meat or what have you. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I apologize. I'm here. <laughs> I'm suddenly no talking, problem. and I'm like, no, what's going on? Um, so, no, just in closing, I just want to say um, that, you know, just as women, um, we are, you know, creation starts within us, and we have to value that. And once we learn that value, um you'll learn to protect it. And yes, you have to be guarded to it to an extent. You know, we want to be guarded and we want to be careful of um, those wolves who do come in sheep's clothing and that are very prevalent in the black conscious community. They are there uh, because, you know, they want to potentially exploit you sexually because of how we're viewed and how we're portrayed um, through media and different things like that. So there's a lot of things that we have to counter, you know, and just be aware of and, and be strong, you know, and and just protect yourself emotionally and, and so forth and your children. Um, I'm a single mother. I have a son. I have a 15-year-old son. And how he views me is probably one of the most important things. And who I choose to have in my life and in my circle and how I how I treat myself is going to resonate onto him and how he treats his future woman or, you know, and, and so forth. So I just would say that, you know, is to, is to be guarded and, um, but, but, you know, continue to help each other and support each other as women. You know, we have to be there for each other and keep doing things like this and sharing our experiences so that we grow and uh, we continue to grow in love. And I don't believe that, uh, you know, consciousness doesn't necessarily have to come from religion. It, you know, it's, it's a spirituality and we're all energy at the end of the day. Every being, everything is, is energy and it's, and it's an exchange of energy. And once we have that positivity and we're thinking on positive levels and encouragement and uplifting and building, we're going to be good. That's, that's it. And thank you. All right. All right, and um, Sister Maya. It's long. All right. Yes, yes. Thanks so much, uh, you beautiful black diamond. I, I love your energy. That's awesome. I, I absolutely agree. Um, I think it's very important for us to stay positive. Um, what I would like uh, for everyone who is listening to realize is that although the three of us went through horrible situations. We did get over it. We did decide to keep moving, uh, to keep learning, and we are deciding to keep working on uh, becoming better human beings. Um, I actually have a lot of faith um, in our nation. Um, I think that if we stick together and not really focus so much on those of us that are, are kind of messed up and we focus on, on those of us that are doing the right thing, I think we can come together and do some wonderful things. And, and that's what I want. Uh, you know, everyone uh, to keep in mind. But thanks so much, Ramiel, uh, for, for allowing me uh, to give my story. And thanks so much for your input. And, and thanks, uh, listeners. Islam. Islam. So I want to uh, personally thank, you know, the three of you, you know, for having, you know, the courage and the uh, wherewithal to come on. Um, I think that I know that everyone gained a lot. Um, you know, from your perspective, uh, because they were clear, honest, and, um, you know, precise. And, you know, what the whole purpose of the show is, and I wish that we had more um, 
brothers call in, um, you know, to give their angle. Uh, because this is the thing we can't we can't move forward in the current condition and expect any change. Uh, it just it just won't happen. Um, the colonial traditional or the traditional colonial way of doing things we have to shake it off. That's why I'm glad that that clip that Sister Reese plays that we have to stop thinking in these terms of this Roman, you know, or Roman colonial mindset where. You know, what matters is, you know, um, did he show up to take you out out to dinner? You know, what kind of game you got? You know, um, how did she dress on the first date? You know, these are, that's colonial thinking. And we have, it's been normalized, you know, completely normalized for us. So, so, you know, we buy into it. um, And we have to be willing to take that off in order to get back to um, an Asiatic, foundation, um, and all Asiatic foundations around the world are actually um, situated on the woman, the matriarch, the matriarchic um, way of, of, of doing things, honoring um, the woman. That's just our ancient way. And we have to get back to that, and women has, and, and our women have to get back to understanding that, and understanding what their role is. It's not just about you sitting around saying "rub my feet." Uh, that's not how the game is played. You know, it's about you setting the standard. And, and you know, men, we have to get back to stop crying the victim. You know, we we really do, because like I said, the condition that we're in, we can't move forward and expect anything to be different. But I'm looking around, I'm seeing all these sisters who are single, all these brothers who are single, and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and including, you know, myself, you know, wondering how is it that this bridge is not being gapped? And, and, and within the so-called conscious community, um, you have just as much foolery as you do on the outside. And the reason I asked Sister Mayat about that perspective is because as the brothers, are, you know, that um, – I deal with out here as I tell them. There is nothing more despicable than a man who uses knowledge to get women. And I don't mean use knowledge, you know, meaning that you can't be your articulate or your well-learned self. I mean purposely using knowledge against a woman, luring her in and and, um, jeopardizing her integrity with knowledge. And that's so much of that, so much of that foolery going on. You know, we're, you know, the men are using different sciences to, to lure women in, and we have to get away from that. So with that, we'll close out. I, I do appreciate, appreciate you all again. We'll be back um, here next Monday. The show will move back to its regular time um, of 11 a.m. Tonight's show, we just moved to accommodate everyone's schedule. Um, we will move back to 11 a.m. next Monday. And um, I look for the email, or if you are not part of the Conscious Vibe uh, page on Facebook, just look up Conscious Vibe, spelled with a K. On Facebook, like the page, and you'll get all the notifications. If you want to get information about the study classes, send me an email to Northgate Bay. Bay is spelled B-I-Y-Force at com. With that, I wish you all farewell. Appreciate you. Peace and love.